Welcome to the USMLE Step 2 Success Podcast. I'm Dr. Rajani Kata, author of The Successful Matchbook, and in this podcast, I share clinical cases with targeted teaching points. This podcast is not affiliated in any way with the National Board of Medical Examiners, and cases and teaching points are not meant to serve as an official study guide or medical guidance. I've been a faculty member for over 20 years, and I've advised hundreds of residency applicants. I know how important standardized test scores are in the application process, although I always remind my students that they're just one piece of the application puzzle. If you'd like to learn more on how to succeed in the residency match, you can sign up for a free 100-page excerpt of The Successful Matchbook on our website, thesuccessfulmatch.com. I want you to imagine that you're working in an emergency room in a college town and it's three o'clock in the morning. A patient comes in. He's an 18 year old man and he reports that he woke up from sleep with the sudden onset of excruciating pain in the scrotum. He complains of nausea and vomiting, but no fever. As you go to examine him, you notice that there is extreme scrotal edema and extreme tenderness of the area to the point where you are barely able to palpate the scrotum. What's the most likely diagnosis here? As you're listening to this case, I hope a few things stood out for you, especially the fact that it's an 18-year-old man, that it's sudden onset, and that it is extreme tenderness of the scrotum. The most likely diagnosis in this case is testicular torsion. Why does testicular torsion occur? Well, testicular torsion refers to torsion or twisting of the structures of the spermatic cord. And as you have that twisting, you cut off the blood supply to the ipsilateral testes. As you cut off that blood supply, you start to get first ischemia and later infarction and necrosis. And it's that ischemia that leads to that incredible pain. This is considered a urologic emergency. In general, you have about six hours before you start to experience decreased viability of the testes. There was a case that made the national news recently where the singer Justin Bieber had checked himself into a hospital because he was worried that he had developed testicular torsion. In his case, he was playing soccer and sustained an injury to the groin. And so he was worried because of the pain, because of the swelling, that he might have developed testicular torsion. So let's talk about the next step here. What is the best initial diagnostic test for testicular torsion? Well, the best initial diagnostic test is physical exam. And what are you looking for when you're listening to the history and performing the physical exam? Well, first of all, several points that this patient had, which is sudden onset. And that's going to help you when you're creating a differential diagnosis here. Also, the patient had scrotal swelling in terms of preceding events, that's not as helpful. 
Many of these cases are spontaneous, even waking a patient up from sleep. They may have been running or biking, so you might have a sports history. Interestingly, trauma is present in less than 10% of cases. Might be present, but not a defining factor. In terms of other history, one third have associated nausea and vomiting. So that's, that can be an important clue. Some of your patients might have fever, but it's uncommon. So it's not going to be helpful to rule it in or rule it out. I do want you to, I do want you to notice a few symptoms, however, that are rare. Most of these patients are not going to describe painful urination or difficulties with voiding. And this is an onset that is sudden. If you have a patient reporting a gradual onset of pain, you need to look for a different diagnosis. Uh, let's talk about physical exam as well. And I think when you're thinking about physical exam, it's important to look at um, a set of rules that was developed to help rule in or rule out testicular torsion. And this is called TWIST, Testicular Workup for Ischemia and Suspected Torsion. And this is basically a scoring system so that a clinician can um, complete the scoring system and decide if this patient is at low risk, intermediate risk, or high risk for testicular torsion. And the key criteria in the scoring system, the first is swelling of the testes. The second is hard testes. The third is an absent cremasteric reflex. The fourth is nausea and vomiting. And the fifth is high riding testes. If you're asked what is the best initial test, it's physical exam. I wanna focus in on the cremasteric reflex because that's something that's very important to perform when you're suspecting testicular torsion. And the cremasteric reflex refers to the fact that if you stroke or gently pinch the upper inner thigh, that you would see that ipsilateral testes ride up. If that reflex is not present, then you need to suspect testicular torsion. A high riding testes is another physical exam finding. Sometimes you might see people talk about horizontal lie of the testes. So normally a testicle would lie in a vertical fashion. Sometimes you'll see it become horizontal and that can be a clue to testicular torsion, but it's not one of the major criteria. Um, in fact, it's said that fewer than 50% of cases are going to have that horizontal lie. So a really important physical exam finding um, is that cr absent cremasteric reflex. Let's talk about further testing. What is the most accurate test? Well, in this case, the most accurate test would be ultrasound. And what you're looking for is an absence of blood flow supplying the testicle so that you know that that torsion has cut off that blood flow. So the most accurate test would be that ultrasound. Now the reason that clinicians use those twist criteria is because you can rank patients. Um, if they're low risk, you don't need to do anything further. But if they're intermediate risk, then you might perform an ultrasound. But if they are high risk, just based on physical exam alone, you're going to take them straight to surgery. Surgery is the definitive treatment, it's the best treatment, and that's because you need to perform detorsion, detwisting, 
and you need to uh, perform fixation of the testicle. And so surgery is the best treatment. It's really the definitive treatment. And it's also very urgent. This is a urologic emergency. You have about six hours before you start to get decreased viability of the testes. And that can give you permanent complications. So you can actually have necrosis of the testes and loss of the testes. And you can have a permanent decrease in fertility. So this is a urologic emergency. Let's talk about differential diagnosis. One really important differential diagnosis would be epididymitis or epididoorchitis or orchitis. So epididymitis refers to inflammation of the epididymis. Orchitis refers to inflammation of the testes. And just as a reminder, the epididymis lays in coils at the back of the testicle. And so if that becomes infected, it can cause gradual swelling and pain. So you can have scrotal pain, you can have scrotal swelling, but one of the key differentiating factors here is that it's gradual swelling and gradual pain. These patients may also have painful urination. They may have fever, but again, that's not going to be a differentiating factor. It's really that gradual onset. It can also impact the same age range, however. In that case, uh, in terms of inciting factors, you're really thinking about sexually transmitted infections such as gonorrhea and chlamydia. It can also infect older patients, in which case you would think more of a urinary tract infection, and you might think more of gram-negative rods such as E. coli as the causative organisms. So obviously the treatment is going to be treating the infection in that case. Um, but I think the key feature here, um, because it might be the same age, it might be the same clinical findings of red, swollen, tender scrotum, but you're gonna have that gradual onset and you're going to ask about urinary symptoms as well. You might also think in the differential diagnosis of maybe a scrotal hematoma from trauma. Now, as I mentioned before, trauma can be an inciting factor in testicular torsion, but it's pretty uncommon, less than 10% of cases. And when you're looking at a scrotal hematoma, you might also get that, um, that testicular swelling, you might see that blood, but you're going to go back to those other physical exam findings. So um, in Justin Bieber's case, he was ultimately diagnosed with, um, well, we don't actually know. We, we presume that it was not testicular torsion. One of the reasons it was reported was that, oh, Justin Bieber got himself so worked up by reading WebMD that he had to go to the hospital. But in actuality, he was right to approach his symptoms um, and take it very seriously because testicular torsion would be a urologic emergency and you have that less than six hours to really go to surgery to preserve viability, to preserve the life of the testicle. And um, if a patient by the twist criteria was considered intermediate risk, then you could perform an ultrasound to look for the blood flow. You wouldn't necessarily have to go straight to surgery if they were intermediate risk. So just to recap, in this case, our most likely diagnosis would be testicular torsion because it's an 18-year-old man. It's sudden onset, very severe pain, um, and he did describe nausea and vomiting.
the best initial diagnostic test is your physical exam. And one of the things that can really help you there is the absent cremasteric reflex. What physical exam is most likely associated with the patient? Um, again, you can look for absence of that reflex. The most accurate diagnostic test, that would be your ultrasound to look for absent blood flow. And your best initial treatment for testicular torsion is surgical correction.